is a threat in the world today, a threat to our way of living, a threat to our society, and maybe even a threat to our very existence. And what is this threat? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. He is the one. I am. I am the ass. He is. And we are Black and White Sports. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. How am I not trying to find the best fight in the world? You tell me. Because you're retired? Come here, I want to see your face when you ask him this question, and the way you're going to ask it. Little man in the eye before you try to kill him or make up something. He went, he went to my soul. And I'm not surprised. Welcome, welcome, welcome all. This is BW Sports One's Wednesday Night Live. That's right, Damon. What is going on, my brother? Dude, I am living large and in charge. As you can see, I have me a new toy, and I am ready to go all in. Nobody here wants to hear about you going all the way in with your new toy. Wow. Maybe that's a different type of show. <laughs> Not wow. So that's how we're starting this hey, one off today, buddy. <laughs> well, I didn't I wasn't able to get close enough to the camera to start it off like you and uh uh our good buddy Tom Racker over at CWTV said to start it off. So I apologize. I had to throw it out there because I heard the door. That was you opening it for that comment to blast Wednesday Night Live off the right way. <laughs> you lost me, and then you reeled me back yep. in. Great job. Then Great I job of fishing there, buddy. It's like every time I'm out, they keep pulling me back in. No, I got this cool uh, arm stand here with the microphone. And it is absolutely amazing. See, I could do this. Wow. Ooh. See, I thought we were already past that part of your new toy. I don't oh, know. Oh, no, because we have not been live. So we have oh, not come geez. anywhere close to it. Oh, jeez. I just might go freestyle. I might I might bust a rhyme. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Like I was in the book. <laughs> Hey, I'll stick with the beats and you'll stick with the lyrics uh, in my film. Okay. We down. <laughs> Good. That's how we get around. All right. Wow. So what we got going on today, bro? A lot of stuff, man. Look at the background. I see something peeking in in the background behind us, Damon. Why don't you show the world what that is? Well, since I am actually uh, Facebooking, why oh, don't you show right. the world and I'll tell them? Oh, right. As you can see there, that is a sweet little logo, the state of basketball. Y'all have heard us throw that title around um, a little bit the last few months. It is a new show coming to the BW Sports One Airwaves. Um, hey, hey. It's a basketball show, bro. I know y'all been waiting on me to do it because that's my gig. That's, you know, I talk a whole bunch of all the other sports, but basketball is my thing. And here it is. You know what I mean? And we got some, so man, we got some, some, some fire jumping off too. Yes, we do. Uh, would you like to announce uh, what we're going to do? No, we can do that. On? We can do that a little later on. 
a little later. Cool. Yeah, we can do All that right. a little later on. We'll hold you on for a little bit, folks. Tonight, I think we got a special guest on again, don't we? We do. We, we do. do. We're 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 keeping our theme in on the um small business, um, you know, small business, small service type deal, you know, rebuilding our or not rebuilding, but um help build our community. Sometimes our community is not really just in our livable area. Sometimes it's in our state area. Sometimes it's in our local region. But uh, our goal is to, um, you know, we're small business, so we try to help out small business as best we can. And we got a good one for you tonight. Um, we, we With our show, we tend to do things that have to deal with sports. So obviously a lot of our guests are going to be sports-oriented. <laughs> so we well, got one. Oh, shit. So we got one. You know, you play a lot of sports and you get injured. You know what I mean? You get old and you still try to play sports you get and you get injured. <laughs> and so this this next guest of ours, that's his specialty. He helps out people injured, get back to where they want to be. Uh, man, it's too much for me to try to sit here and go through this 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 young man's resume. So we're just going to bring him on and we're going to get right into it. Um, our guest today, uh, Mr. Tony Brown, I've known him for a couple years now. Our daughters played together and competed against each other on the basketball scene. And this man has done some good help to my daughter with her knees over the summer. So here we go. We go talk about what he do. Everybody, Mr. Tony Brown, Mr. Tony Brown, everybody. So you didn't really tell him how we, not you and I actually met, but your daughter and my daughter. No, no. In a fight? no. Are you getting a fight? No. Over a boy? No, no, okay, no, good. no. I don't his, daughter, to... his daughter stepped on my daughter's foot <laughs> about five years ago. That's like seventh grade. <laughs> competing against each other. They're warriors. And uh, it's still kind of like a, a inside joke that. Uh, well, let's, br let's bring it outside. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, his daughter is a dominant uh, figure in the middle, and my daughter is uh, she's a point guard. And I didn't see the play. All I know, is she complained about her stepping on her foot. So uh, <laughs> it's not that's not a story my daughter enjoys me telling. But <sighs> they they competed well together this past summer. And I I've always enjoyed watching his daughter play because uh, she's got a good shot. She's money. She doesn't shoot enough for me, but then I'm just a. Sounds like she doesn't shoot enough for anybody over there watching the games from what I'm understanding. Yeah, we're well, not going to that. To that. Hit, if, hit, Mac. <laughs> if she gets to the line, she's money. She's money. She's she's a good player. She's a good player. And I, you know, I enjoyed watching her play. But she, like other girls, have uh, suffered from different injuries, knee injuries or, or tightness. And it's one of the things that I try to bring out the best in the girls by understanding what they have to do. The problem here in Indy is Indianapolis or Indiana is the Mecca of basketball. And regardless of what direction you go in, it's good talent all the way around. And the problem is one, girls are susceptible to more so to ACL tears than boys. And, oh yeah, absolutely. For various reasons, um, 
and two, getting them back to return to sports is difficult. It's not as easy as I think people think it is. Um, it, you know, everything starts from the foot, the ankle. And sometimes if the ankles don't work well, then everything above the ankles won't work as well. And like I said, for various reasons, young girls, uh, young teenagers, 12 to 14, are more susceptible to ACL tears. And I've seen a lot in the practices that I've worked in. The problem I have is, and as you guys well know, is everybody wants to work specificity training for their craft, but nobody wants to do any, any performance type training, plyometrics, strengthening, stretching, and we don't want to chase a scholarship, but if someone's going to pay my daughter to go to school to be a candle maker, and that's her desires, then by golly, we're chasing a scholarship. <laughs> so, again, the problem is you have girls, young ladies that are getting injured, and we don't question a surgeon's work and his repair. But I often question not the rehabilitation, but after they're out of rehabilitation. We don't send professional athletes back six months after ACL tear. So why are we sending student athletes back? Mm -hmm. And they're not, they're not in shape. They're not in the type of shape that professional athletes are in. So there lies the problem trying to, and you hear the term bridging the gap from a lot of people, but truly bridging the gap from rehabilitation to a return to sports status. You know, they talk about six to nine months where you have to stop and think it may be a year or two because you also have to think about the psychological effect that an individual has. You know, you, you never forget what motion you turned or how that pain felt. So that in its own takes some time. I know wholeheartedly about a knee like that. Now, let me ask you, is it? Is it genetics because the females do kind of develop quicker than the males, um, especially at that young teenage age? Uh, well, you, is there a reason? I mean, is that the reason because the ligaments may stretch quicker? You you have a lot of issues or, or, or statuses and sometimes looking at evidence-based studies are your best um, ways of looking at it. Uh, it can be some people talk about what's called the Q angle, which is from the hip to the knee to the foot, and that females have different Q angles than males. Um, some people talk talk about hormonal differences in menstrual cycles, which I don't think I've seen anything in writing that supports that. You have to look at the notch within the knee that is a lot narrow, more narrow than the males. You have to look at the musculature makeup. And that's no, that's not being sexist, but you know, guys do have stronger muscles. Um, ACL tears aren't always contact related. Mm -hmm. I know that. So to, to go out and practice your trade, but not have the motion and the functional movement that we want them to have. Sometimes that's that's you're setting the kid up for failure. Mm -hmm. um, 
And again, like I said, we don't send professional athletes back. The only, I think I remember two athletes that came back within a short period of time. One was a baseball player. He was a pitcher. And I, th I think he was for, um, um, may have been Toronto. Mm -hmm. And he came, he came back towards the lateral part of the season and he pitched. He, he did his job. He threw the ball. And the other one, obviously, is Adrian Peterson, which is a freak of nature. He came back and he's still running hard. Right. So as a general rule, we don't we don't bring them back six months. So why are we trying to bring student athletes back? Well, I mean, in college, we all know it's all about the money, just like it is in pros. Well, absolutely. And that's a good segue because a lot of kids will have an injury and they're trying to get back to play immediately. And that's all well and good. But we as parents have to step up and put on our big boy and big girl britches and say, no, you need to sit out. The good thing about basketball is if your kid is good, then chances are, as a freshman, the colleges already know them. Mm -hmm. They know them. They're on the chart. So if you have a freshman that's got a torn ACL, make them wait a year. Make them wait a year. That may even, with, with the college seeing that they're doing some good therapy and some good rehab, rehabilitation, that's going to look good on you as a person trying to get back to where you were. But but I can see the difficulty in that in in college, you have those those as you do in the pros, those million dollar type uh, training facilities where you can get that proper rehab and things like that. In high school, you don't have that, you know, and so and then money comes in a factor when you're in college and then you pros, you got those scholarship um, uh, insurance policies that are on you and all those things are taken care of. But then when you're in high school, that's all your parents' things. So these injuries don't get looked at the way they should. And that's that's male and female. Uh, but with the female, I see it happening more uh, because, one, I don't think they get the proper training on both sides of the coin when it comes to um, the physical training as in the, um, the, the therapy of nagging injuries as – per se you would in the boys game. So, and then, and I think you see a lot of the knee injuries that you're, you're, you're talking about the ACLs. I see it a lot in basketball, but I tend to see it more in female soccer, 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 basketball, volleyball, yeah. volleyball. So, you know, we, we are, and I like to use the term investing a lot of money in our kids to play basketball, regardless if it's if it's for a collegiate uh, education or to keep them out of trouble, that we're investing a lot of money. And that money typically goes to specificity training, skill training, all of your basketball trainers. So you go to your basketball trainer two, three times a week or you go to training at your high school two, three times a week. And then some person like me comes along and says, well, I need to see your child twice a week. That's five days out of the house. There's homework that needs to be done. The house needs to be cleaned. The laundry needs to be done. And oh, by the way, I'm asking for money too. So it's difficult. 
It's real difficult. Um, what you know? What's more important to the kid? Specificity training or neurodynamics, plyometrics? Well, specificity training. You know, it, 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 they're both just as important but it's time consuming. So you're going to take your kid to soccer practice or golf or whatever the case may be. So, you know, it, it truly is difficult. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult balance. I mean, and, and I, I feel exactly what you're saying. I know Dan has experienced it a little bit with um, <clears throat> Jasmine earlier on, as in the things that require your sacrifice as a parent, not just a kid, but as the parent. <clears throat> excuse me so you and i both you know what that's all about and i mean we talked you know we've worked out you know both our daughters and the one thing that i am very very grateful for and i know she is but she won't quite say it but all the work that we've done of that you've done over the summer when we played was the stretching of the knees the care of the knees and tell and 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 you can tell the games where they hurt and when they don't and i think that's one of the parts of the game of any game at that youth level that we don't pay that much attention to. Like these young ladies and these young men are growing their bones, their muscle, all those things are growing as well as learning how to do a craft. These sports are crafts. I say that because they build lifestyles. They feed families. They change neighborhoods. They change dynamics of people's, um, uh, monetary gain so not being able to pay attention to both of them the the keeping your body in shape as well as getting in that shape is very extremely important and i think a person like you will be event it will be an advantage to uh some of these young athletes and some of these young programs now that we are having um before we transition into something else i know we were dan and i both were looking at your resume and for people I heard don't know, we're not just talking to anybody who's just out here on the streets that's just come up and, and said, you know what, I'm gonna start, you know, rubbing on little girls' knees and tell them that they're, they're fine. That's <laughs> 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 not what we're doing. This is this is a seasoned army vet. Um, he mentioned that he was a medic for 17 of those years in the army. So this man knows what he's talking about. He spent 20 years out of the army working in the physical therapy uh, um, scope of work. So it's not like we got somebody on here that does not know what they're talking about. So we're going to bring you the good, the real, and the raw. So if you're looking for something um, for your child to make their, make their, um, what's the word I'm looking Recovery. for? Yes. Well, you want to transition, you want to transition back to functional reality, regardless mm -hmm. if it's, if it's a young kid or it's a mom or dad or who or it could be a grandma, you know, once once you come out of therapy, you, there has to be a clean transition that 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 bridging the gap has to be clean mm -hmm. with someone who is well versed, regardless if it's myself or anybody else, as opposed to just going to any gym and relying on a trainer who has no background. Hey, this is something that I think is really, really interesting, and it's going to make my uh, racing buddies extremely happy. <laughs> let me, let me, if I, if I may, real quick, 
One of the biggest issues that I really, really like to stress upon is having a plan before you're injured. Knowing who your your orthopedic surgeon is, knowing how many sessions your insurance is going to pay for, because the doc can say, I want you to go back to physical therapy for four more months. If insurance says no, then unless the doc's going to pay that bill, that's it. And if you have the type of plan where it's only 20 visits a year and you're talking about ACL tear, you need to find someone outside who's willing to pro bono or do something to help you out so that you can remain functional. And so I say, don't wait until you're injured. Find that kind of stuff out now. Call your insurance company and ask them, if I have an injury, how many sessions a year do I get? So, I mean, that's real important. Yeah, that's definitely important. I mean, if you want to have the the full recovery to the uh, most extent that you can, if your insurance is going to stop paying at a certain time, you definitely got to have that plan in the backside. Be like, okay, yeah. this insurance is paying for this. Now I got to step up on this side and do this, this, and this. And know what you're doing before you re-injure yourself. Absolutely. All right, so um, Tony's going to hang out with us for a little bit longer. Uh, we do like to throw a little uh, little wrinkle in some things for you guys, but we're going to move into Man Cave Headlines. Now, this is just basically just, Tony, this is just basically sports news, you know, weird stuff, some not weird stuff, but just stuff that, uh, you know, sometimes the people want to hear different opinions other than our own. And really <laughs> quick, really quick, our buddy Tom Racker just texted me because I had the phone in my hand while I'm on camera. And I totally forgot that I had our notes on the computer now. So Tom Racker, the notes were on this, and I remembered that I have them on here. Now I don't have to look at my phone and have it in my hand thinking I'm doing other things. All right, now we can move on. Well, all right. Uh, I was just trying to tell him that. (laughs) uh, Man Cave Headlines is brought to you by mybookie.ag. 50% deposit match up to $1,000 and get a free $10 bet with mybookie.ag. And our man, I was going to say, like our buddy Rafael Esparza says, don't bet what you don't have. Oh, yes, please don't. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> All, right, keep first, <laughs> yeah. All right, first up, uh, break dancing. You remember break dancing, T? <sighs> I, I refuse to answer that question on the grounds that it may incriminate me. Uh oh. Well, Hopefully, you had a rehab plan in, in place when you were break dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't dance anymore because my kids will tell me to stop. I'm. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> All right. Breakdancing is now an Olympic sport. Yes, that is correct. In 2024, the breakdancing world will enter into the Olympics. Tony, what do you think of that? Sounds like curling. And I have my own <laughs> philosophy on curling. I think a bunch of guys were probably up in Wisconsin on that frozen ice, not catching a damn fish. They were hitting that juice, had an empty bottle and some brooms, and they got out there and started. And, <laughs> and therefore, curling started. 
<laughs> well, it's funny you said that because yeah. in the notes, I literally put, I'm perfectly fine with it because there is curling still as an Olympic sport. <laughs> that I like curling. <laughs> Have you ever curled, Damon? No, well, okay. uh, legitimately, or you know, like everybody does two weeks after the Olympics in your kitchen. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, not that. Have you ever actually played a game? I know I haven't. No, <laughs> I don't even know where you go to curl at in Indiana. I don't Find a frozen pond. I don't know, but it's. I think it's cool. I think it's about twenty-five years too late. Uh, we needed turbo in ozone. Uh, for this Dez battle. Um, I don't know if we're going to get the Jabberwockies or not. I think they have dual citizenship, so I don't know how this is going to work. You have to go out and find a senior citizen who knows what he's doing and be his agent. That's the guy you need to find who can break dance. And there are cool. probably some out there. Dang. Cool readings. Cool readings. <laughs> that was like a movie. Next! All right. Um, over the past weekend, we had another uh, big fight in the welterweight uh, division. We had Spence Jr. Uh, going against Garcia. Spence um, retained his IBF and WBC belts in the boxing. Uh, but no one really cares. What we really want to see is Spence and Crawford. So until that fight happens, I can give two rights ass about the welterweight division. That is the only fight to make at this point it was the only fight you should have made before even garcia but they made garcia now there is nothing left to make but that match not roy jones and tyson uh no in the middle way <laughs> <laughs> oh my well speaking of walter rates uh mr mayweather i now i keep hearing that this is this is not legit. This is has not been legitimately, legitimately signed. Damon, here's, what I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to do during this one. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm only saying it because is he bored? Is Floyd bored? <laughs> you know, he, he, well, I'm sure he doesn't <laughs> like sitting there watching everybody else. Fight. I know he doesn't need the money. <laughs> no. um, I don't know. I know what he can do if he's bored. Learn to read. <laughs> yeah, I money. said it. It don't matter if you can't read the contract. One of them slick little Jew lawyers. One of them slick little lawyers going to come Man, through you, and go right and NWA take all this money. You went straight in. I did. I did with Jerry. That was your ice cube pulling out, wasn't it? <laughs> Next. Um, so you add, you texted me over the weekend and asked me if I saw the UFC fight. I'm assuming you're talking about the 22 second knockout. Wow, dude. <laughs> wow, man. I mean, I felt bad. Did Tony? Do you ever watch any fighting at all? I, you know, I don't watch as much fighting as I used to. Um, I love, I love the sport. Um, actually, I love watching Mayweather's uh, Mayweather's kid from Baltimore. That's my homeboy fight. The left-handed guy. 
Um, but I've been watching uh, UFC more so, um, which I kind of enjoy it. I kind of enjoy it. Well, so, let me tell yeah. you, sir, you need to look this up when you get off of here. Uh, how do you say the dude's last name? Love it. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> Jordan, love it. Sounds right. We'll go with yeah, that. That sounds right. We'll give you the spelling on it, Tony, so you can look it up. But look at Matt Weinman because I'm sure you'll find it on that because he had Matt Weinman up in the air. Matt Weinman should have let go with his legs and didn't. And Matt Weinman went for a ride from north to south, and he was done. I, Damon, felt <laughs> bad for him. <laughs> was that on pay-per-view this weekend? It was actually on uh it was fight night. I can't it was yeah, uh it was on regular ESPN. Plus, wasn't it? it was ESPN regular ESPN. Plus, yeah, there you go. Yep. So <laughs> American mixed martial art. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That looked like it hurt, didn't it? Oh, Damon and I are over here hitting the same button yeah, at the same time. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, this was this is a feel-good story. Um, you love it when these things happen. Uh, Miami Heat's Bam out of bio. You know, bought his mom her first house after he inked the five-year extension uh, on his rookie five-year max extension on his rookie contract. Mm -hmm. uh, the cool thing about it is, is the, this young man grew up. You know, not as fortunate as others, and he lived in a trailer. You know, first house out of a trailer. This is absolutely amazing. The man, the young man, has worked hard. She sacrificed. He understands that sacrifice, and he pays it forward. Great job. Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely. mean that's what we all hope for um, for our kids. You know, not to get us things when they become rich and all that, but to see them succeed and put all your effort into raising them the right way. I just want to see mine leave the house in a timely manner. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Good point. Good point. But they I don't think, get out do your own and I'm happy. <laughs> That's right. Damon, don't I call think me and I won't call you. Uh, there you go. Damon, I think that the uh, raise them right goes on to the next it segues nicely back up one back up one note that you skipped oh i did i did i did skip the. Uh, i didn't see it i forgot um terrible absolutely terrible. terrible i don't know if anybody saw it uh the high school football kid in texas who was unhappy so with the the call the yeah, yeah unhappy with the call against him and so he decides to run the guy over on the field. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, full pads and everything, just out there, just wow. ran him over like he was a test dummy. We're you talking about high school. You know what? That I don't know if I would put 100% of the blame on a kid as opposed to the parent. Because <laughs> my son is all of weighs a hundred pounds now and he played last year um and a big kid big kid from the opposite team ran into our first baseman and it, clearly he would have been out but this kid was a big kid 
and he ran into the first baseman and laid him out. And obviously it was a dirty play. So we called him on it and the father got upset from the other side. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's no different from what's going on now today. You know, it's where he, it's where he learned it from. And, 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 and the parent needs to be held accountable. Well, uh, the kid was arrested for an assault. So that's, that's exactly what needs to happen. Cause I understand he was a senior. So, so hey, he could have been a freshman in diapers. I would care less. Yeah, welcome to adulthood, buddy. <laughs> and it's Texas too, so you know they go love that. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, last thing um, before we let you go, uh, this one <laughs> is really this. cool. I didn't even know you know because we've talked about it on the show. <laughs> I don't remember ever talking about this on the show, but this well, enlightened me once again. <laughs> well, Mr. Michael Jordan, uh, Mr. Twenty Three himself, he has a fishing boat. He has a fishing crew that that enters into fishing tournaments. We've talked about this because the name of the boat is Catch 23. <laughs> so over the weekend... He, pretty good since the last time we talked about this, probably a year ago. And it was probably a year ago because, again, it was about a fish that he had caught. <laughs> oh, man. The fishing well, his, story, huh? <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> his, his crew hauled in a 442... Uh, 0.3 pound blue marlin um, over the weekend and come to find out it was like the fourth biggest one that was caught over the weekend two day tournament I mean what can you say he's the greatest right he's the goat but he only finished fourth (laughs) there was three fish bigger I mean it's kind of like it's worse than him going to baseball at least he had some type of baseball background I doubt not much I doubt he was really out in the ocean fishing at five years old for some blue marlin well I doubt he was fishing in the ocean but he from North Carolina I'm sure he was fishing at five hands (laughs) at least gave him a spear (laughs) wow Damn. I'm glad you're the one saying this shit, not me. I know that. (laughs) I love to push the envelope. (laughs) Are you pushing? (laughs) All right. Well, it's been a pleasure hanging out with my good friend for a little bit, Mr. Tony Brown. Uh, We appreciate Appreciate you. We appreciate what you do for our our youth and some of our other um, individuals in our community with your your special touch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um but um yeah if you if you guys are ever looking for this uh, uh services that he provides uh we'll make sure we put up the information that we need to put up so you can get in touch with uh mr brown and we can get you back to your functional movement functional movement is the key word for the rest of the show functional go. Movement. I can go with it. tony let everybody know where they can find you sir yeah uh I live up in Fishers. Telephone number is 317-989-9322. And there are no age limits. I've worked with grannies 90 years of age, and I've worked with girls and boys as young as five. So there you go. Let's make it happen. So we're going to cut to this quick, the short uh, commercial break, and then we're going to come back in and we're going to knock out the rest of the show. Thank you for joining uh, joining us, Mr. Tony Brown. Uh, Appreciate it. Awesome having you, and we love that you love us. 
So we love you. Love us back. So, you know, I'm going I'm to sit here and continue to listen. <laughs> Perfect. And, and we know we you will. plenty of stuff to go over. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks a lot, guys. Tony. All right. All right. And you said you cued me on something. I'm getting there. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let everybody know where to find you and how to get in contact with you. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, so you guys can give us a call here, 765-499-1005. Or you can email us, eliteptbyzd at gmail.com. So you got both by phone and by email. Or if you want the address, here at the studio at 7430 Little Oak Lane, Indianapolis, Indiana here. 46259. <laughs> All right, we back, we back, we back. Oh, the laugh is outstanding, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm no sure baking. I'm going to hear. I'm sure I'm going to hear about it come Thursday morning at six in the morning, bright and early when I'm in there. But you know. It's all worth it. Oh, worth it. Yes, Elite sir. performance. <laughs> all right. Hey, let's get into it and not beat around the bush. <laughs> all right. So um, controversy, as always, and we knew it was coming. I've completely revamped our college football uh, conversation um, <sighs> at the fly over the last 15 minutes of news or a half hour of news. Some of the stuff we'll talk about, rest of it, I don't really particularly care. The top six is what we come down with. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, Texas A&M, and Florida. Okay, we've gotten that out the way. One and number two are good. And we've gotten that out the way. Number three is good. I mean, we got that all out the way. But here's the problem. The shenanigans. The shenanigans. The shenanigans. Now, everybody's been waiting to hear what I have to say, being the Michigan fan, about the situation that OSU is in. And rightfully so, I should be the one to just cast all kind of shame on their parade. Yesterday, I was kind of enjoying it a little bit, you know. (laughs) But I will say we weren't the only team that had – that had – that made some of this become an issue. You know, they did miss two games beforehand. You know, one of them was of their own doing. The Illinois game, I I, I recall. They That's what they were going to do. I mean, you know, there was already games that they had already canceled. So it didn't come down to, ooh, Michigan. Ooh, they're trying to get beat. Blah, blah, blah. No, that wasn't, that wasn't the case. Factual evidence, the Big Ten makes those decisions, not the school. Now, going from there, I, for one, the only thing that I'm going to say about this, and I'm not going to blast Ohio State because it's not their fault for the most part because we know they were one of the two schools that were really pushing for them to play this year, Clemson being the other. And... Uh, negative results. Both of them have were hit with COVID in key situations of their season. Um, Clemson, they didn't get a game against um, Notre Dame with their quarterback. Ohio State is having these issues of not having people 
to play to be eligible. The shenanigans come in as the Big Ten started the year off when they decided not to play. And then when you decided to play, that, that gave all of your credibility as a, as a conference shot away. So anything you do after that was going to happen and going to happen in your favor. Now, I'm not going to jump on Ohio State because it's not their fault. I'm jumping on the Big Ten. If you set a standard to play in that game, you need to play six games. If you wanted them to play six games, they're not playing this week. There are other teams that you can throw in there to get a game in. Don't start changing the rules just so you can have somebody in the game. You had two teams that completed the process, that completed everything that you needed to keep going forward in that Big Ten championship game. That was Indiana and Northwestern. Now, we're going to call a spade a spade. The reason why that you went and manipulated the rules to get Ohio State still in this game is because IU's quarterback was hurt. Mm-hmm. If Pettix did not help, yeah, that did not help IU's if, chances. If Pettix is playing not out with this ACL tear, IU is in this game because they've met the requirements. You so badly want Ohio State into this game, you're going to do everything. You're going to undermine every credibility of your conference to get them in this game, and they're not going to win the national championship anyway. And you say Curb Street and Galloway, you Ohio State dudes, you keep saying this eye test. They've proven that they they haven't proved anything. They beat five teams, and only one of them was a good team. Mm -hmm. I agree with you on that, man. I'm not hating on Ohio State. I'm not hating on anybody, but you set the standards at the beginning of the season. You were late coming into the season. You need to shove your foot so far up your rear end and keep it there and allow the six-game restriction or limit, six-game mm-hmm. minimum limit, stand, period. Because they, because they knew that the Final Four, the, the BCS or the FBS, was not going to get them in with five games. Correct. They were not going to, as much as Galloway and Herb Street were lobbying without lobbying, they were not going to get in with only five games. And you got these guys in here with seven, eight, nine, ten credible played games. And I'm sorry, you did not pass the eye test. I was singing Ohio State's praises <coughs> by their team makeup the whole offseason. Hey, this is the best football team. Dennis Clemson, Dennis Alabama. I've been saying that, and that's hard for me to say. I'm just going to be biased aside. They were what I thought. And as we saw throughout this season, you weren't beating good teams like you did before last year. And you weren't blowing out bad teams. Correct. And in college, we all know, You have to do that part of the politics to get into where you want to be at the end of the season. For one, again, it goes back to you should not have any rankings before week six. This year obviously was a shamble to begin with. And you know what? You put restrictions on it. Like we said, 
You put limitations, you got to stick with those. You can't just pull it out because Ohio State, you think, brings you more money than IU. Let me tell you something. If IU and Northwestern are playing the Big Ten championship game, I don't see a problem with the money. You know why? Because neither one of those teams – well, I'm sorry. Northwestern has been in it recently, but they're not uh, They're not known to come to the Big Ten like Ohio State, like Michigan has been in the past, like Wisconsin has been in the past. And IU hasn't been in it – well, since they changed the conferences up, hasn't been in it nowhere near making it until You're now. talking about the conference championship, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I I don't think they've been in it since um who's the dude on game day? Lee Corso. <laughs> wow. Damn, man. Yeah, I was more than, than was I? That's great. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and harp on that the whole time. We just we knew and both of us said it, a lot of other people said it. We knew the shenanigans was gonna take place at some point in time for some school across the board. If he was either going to be Oregon or it was going to be um, OSU, it was going to be Cincinnati or it was going to be BYU. Great transition because BYU's name is now out of it because they could not be Coastal Carolina. Yep. Any given any given Sunday or Saturday in this case. Yeah. That's why we played a game. I mean, As I don't think we'll it was any later. given Saturday. I didn't think BYU was all that good. You're not. I'm not saying they were. I'm not saying they were all that good, but they did. They did have the the record to show that they were somewhat good. Yeah, now, Coastal they Carolina. Team like Coastal Carolina comes in and and whoops that ass with the same similar situation. You yep. beating up on a lot of mid grade uh, uh, non FBS schools. Yep. Cincinnati, they play in a better conference. They do play better people, so they get yep. that upper that better vote. But BYU, you don't even have to talk about it no more. You lose. But see, the, the thing is, real quick on that, I got I got an issue with Ohio State being in the Final Four at all right now. John, I saw your comment. They're going to be in there anyway. No, not so fast. I'll pull the I'll pull the back your bus up, Damon style. All right, Ohio State is not getting into the Final Four. I don't think they are either. That, no, because I'm going to tell you right now. I'd watch out for an upset coming this Saturday. That uh, Alabama and Florida game. Florida's tough. Florida Florida's is tough. good. Florida's and good. I'm not saying Bama's Bama. We all know what Bama is. Florida's coming to play. I'd watch out. Even if Florida doesn't win that game, I still don't think Ohio State is getting into the Final Four over a Texas A&M one-team loss that only lost to Alabama and – a Florida team that wins against Alabama is going to knock them into the, the four, yep. and then Alabama is going to be still in the four. So there goes Ohio State. There's going to be two I'm SEC sorry. teams. They keep talking about the Big 12. Still I'm be sorry. Two SEC teams. The Big 12 has nobody that should be in there. But I'm sorry. Cincinnati, give them the shot. Give them the shot. Because one of those – I mean, it's going to come down to two SEC teams because one of these two teams are going – to not be in this game and be in the final four between Clemson and Notre Dame when they play in the SEC championship game. One of those teams is going to be out. So that leaves two, not two necessarily. Spots for the ACC teams. Not necessarily. 
Nope. Okay. I'm just telling you. I know. <laughs> seen, I know you. Seen, I know you want to like seen, to be right up against no, Notre Dame and all this. Seen, it no. has nothing to do with Notre Dame because I was no. actually picking Notre Dame to win the game. So I'll take your apology. Right I'm now. not apologizing <laughs> because so, I've, I've been I, asking for to not hear any shit about last year's team because this year's is totally flip flop. What I mean, I'm I, saying is, if Notre Dame wins, obviously Clemson's out. That opens the spot. If Clemson wins. I don't think Notre Dame bumps out of the top four because of being Notre Dame and being only one loss, and that one loss came to the ACC championship. Just watch the shenanigans. That's all I'm telling you. Oh, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not prepared. I, I am totally ready for all the shenanigans to happen. Uh, which which this conversation also transitions into another uh, topic, the Knight Commission. Uh, the Knight Commission is a separate entity that endorsed the FBS split from the NCAA. Hmm. Explain that one to me because I must have missed this, sir. Uh, you remember when we talked, uh, was it the end of last summer, about the, about the, the teams in California? Ah, yes, I do. Remember what I said? <laughs> yep. This can be a bigger problem than the NCAA really thinks that it will be. So now it's becoming. Now you got this commission that's endorsing it, and then you have the Big Ten who's pulling these shenanigans. Mm. Mm. Just saying. Makes you wonder. Makes you Things think. to make you go home. Hmm. Urban Meyer back in coaching. I got to hear this. Is he going uh, to Michigan? <laughs> I don't think that was it. Uh, nope. I mean, I've heard that in certain certain Michigan uh, streams that I've deleted myself from. And I bet you <laughs> did. Uh, but I heard he had interviews over the weekend with Texas, but uh, ultimately he decided to stay retired for the moment. For the moment, until something opens up. Yeah, it it and and why wouldn't it be the the Big Twelve? You've won in the SEC, Florida. You've won in the Big Ten, Ohio State. You've turned around uh, a Mountain West now Pac twelve team in Utah, and so you got left is the ACC or the Big Twelve. So we're saying that Dabo Sweeney goes to the NFL, opens up a tra- uh, opens up a position at Clemson, and Urban Meyer snaps in as head coach at Clemson. Uh, Dabo is not leaving Clemson. For the NFL. <laughs> He's like, "Nah, I'm good. I see how that works for him." <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So college basketball, bro. Oops, uh, baby. The top ten changed a little bit, but with college basketball, you expect those to change. Uh, more frequently than college football. Um, it looks pretty good. The Big Ten still holding strong. Gonzaga and Baylor, which I wanted to see that matchup, but due to COVID, we didn't get to see it. But both of those teams are still holding uh, tough at the uh, top spots of the tournament. I mean, of the of the rankings. Uh, but this one, Dan, I know that you're going to love. Number 12. Tennessee Volunteers, number 12, two spots out the top 10. Zero and zero, and they're ranked in the top 15. 
I do not understand. Please explain to me. Somebody, please explain to me how the hell you guys put these rankings out. I don't care if you think they're good. They haven't played anybody. Literally. <laughs> Nobody. But yet Michigan is 4-0 and and was ranked and hasn't lost a game. No, they were 24th. They were ranked. They were ranked and haven't lost a game. Won three of their four games by 20-plus points. And they lose their ranking but get more votes to be ranked. Explain that. And then me. we have a, ten a Tennessee team that's 0-0, people. Goose egg to goose egg. And they're sitting in 12th. I'm about done. I'm about to go find the night commission. <laughs> Hey, Rick Patino back in college basketball. Um, how quickly Again, does his mafia tactics start over in Iona? Um, they probably already started. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. He's probably been recruiting for the past three years to go there and find people. So let's uh, let's. Uh, I no. I guess it all depends on his uh, relationship with Adidas. Or was the relationship to the closest strip jug? Oh, that was plausible deniability. <laughs> yeah, so you say what? <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> All right, this one tickled me, Dan. This one tickled me. <laughs> tickled your fancy, huh? Yeah, your response tickled me, so I re-responded. But um, over the weekend, uh, number one in the women's poll, South Carolina, uh, 29 game win streak was halted by NC State. Uh huh. Yes, I knew. I knew that that was the women's and not the men's. I'm just saying, in general, and and sports wise, not beach wise, because I love my South Carolina beach, but in sports wise, North Carolina always reigns supreme over their southern statistics. What do you call it? Statistics. Yeah, that word. Um, Bingo. Where is Clemson? South Carolina. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and? <laughs> and? What are you so trying to get here? We're talking hoops. <laughs> hey, North Carolina State is, is I think, is a better school in basketball, women's-wise, uh, than North Carolina. But I will say that. But I'm saying, I'm North saying, Carolina. yeah. I'm not saying the team. I, I don't like care about North Carolina, Carolina or State. North Carolina State. I'm just, I don't care what you care about. <laughs> yeah, I know what you do care about, the state of basketball. Oh, I do. I do care about the state of basketball. And my opinion will be valued on that state of basketball. Oh, Two weeks, baby. Two weeks. Two weeks. There you go. All right, Next. so. Uh, that takes us into a commercial break. Since the last God. one, I was I was just um, texted by our um, silent partner that the first commercial did not play. Hmm. Yeah, we saw it, but they didn't. Interesting. So next commercial is up, and then we're going to get into some NBA and NFL talk before we dive into our picks. 
What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Dan from Black and White Sports and BWSports1.com. I'm here today to fill you in on a little banking advice. I don't know much, but I know somebody who does. Mr. John Wayne Buzzard at First Financial Bank. 317-417-8582. Call John for all your banking essentials. He's really good at banking. 317-417-8582. Call John today and tell him the boys from BWSports1.com sent you. Well, I hope that one played, or we got major problems. Um, I think it played. I thought the other one did, too. Yeah. Not too sure why it didn't. It played for us. What did they see? I would love to know what they saw when we played it. I don't know. It was probably I mean, the state of basketball. Of us, none of us CNN to anything over here, so. Oh, no. right, right. Yeah, we are, we're, not, we're not going to go, what? That one is fine. <laughs> Guess we'll have to work on the other one because I don't know what's wrong with it. I don't know. All right, but it was elite, so we got to be elite. We being elite. All right, so NBA, bro. Um, first off, let's see who's going to break first, the Rockets or the Hardens? Uh, the Rockets. I think they're going to break. I think they'll actually – let him go to the ah. east. Okay, you mean trade him to the east? Yeah, but I'll let him let him go, as in this way. Oh, okay. Let him go. Release outside. Free falling. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they're going to do that. I think they're going to make him. You know, hey, bro, that's a lot of money that they're paying. They do, that's a and lot that's of a, money. and they want and they want a lot in return. And I don't think he's just going to go. And I said it, you know, when we first mentioned it about him wanting out. Um, I think that it's going to take a two or three, I mean, a three or four team deal that way everybody is equally compensated for his services. And I mean, there were a few teams that are open that could afford that trade, but there aren't contending teams. And he wants right. to play for a contending team. You know what I mean, when you sign that kind of money, you become almost untradeable did you it, sign the contract though oh i'm i'm all for with you you know what i mean no, i know but did, did he signed yeah, the, you contract, the contract you play and as we've said before the contract is there unless both sides agree to null and void the contract this is what you signed up for this is what you're going to do i mean i've if always been for that, that if you want to breach that contract and play dumb or, or do what you're doing now and being in Vegas nightclubs and, and and doing all kinds of other stuff and you're not reporting, yeah, you, you're you looking at a lot of money being lost by you because I'm not if I'm the owner, I'm not paying you. Yeah, and that's where I am not a big fan of unions. I understand their purpose in the 50s, <laughs> the 40s, the 30s. I understand their purpose, but right now I think they're more of a hindrance than they are a um, a good thing for all persons involved. Unions tend to let you hang, make jobs, hang on to people longer than they should be and allow people not to do things that they would do in normal working situations for a simple reason. I'm unhappy with the way my forklift drives. I'm not going to come to work. 
until you get new forklifts. Mm-hmm. Guess what's going to happen? You got to pay to get new forklifts. Or no, you're going to leave. <laughs> you're going to get fired because you're not oh, coming. Yeah. You're and, not handling your business. And I've always been, if you're not, this is a, we signed a contract. I'm contractually obligated to pay you for your services. Your services is playing basketball, playing baseball, playing football. That's your job. If you're not doing your job, then you don't get paid. If I don't go to work, I don't get paid. Simple as that. And so these owners start doing that. These spoiled athletes are going to continue to do these things that they do. In football, they don't do it. Because they'll cut your ass in football because they don't guarantee your money. Yeah, and I don't understand why any any team would guarantee any type of money <laughs> like that. You want to give them a sign-on bonus? Do it that way. Sign-on, immediate, boom, done deal, and then get the salary. If you're not playing, you're not performing, you're not getting paid. And the NFL will go get their money back, son. Right. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> All right, did you see that little picture that I put up also with the state of basketball? The picture. The other picture that I put up with the state of basketball about this next topic. Uh that the the well you kind of, because it's the whole the thing, the three phases or the love of Paul G Paul, Paul George's for his team. The love of yeah. Paul George's and his teams. Yes. That one. <laughs> three different jerseys, three different statements, all the same. The more things change, the more the Paul more George stays, stays the, same. the same. If it wasn't for the fact that I really like your shoe, that I would not be a fan at all. I'm you know, over I, it. Bro. I, I'm I over used it. to be a PG fan. I used to be a PG fan at the beginning. Then I saw the antics, and I'm going to pull a Damon here. I told you so. I told you so. Man, this dude is, hey, man. I told you so. I power, told you so. The power of stripper booty, man. I mean. <laughs> it's pretty black and white, isn't it? Yeah, it sure <laughs> is. All right, I'm done with him. Uh, the NBA has no longer decided to test players randomly for marijuana. And it started inside the bubble. Yep. Um, To me, it's not an enhancing, it's not an enhancing steroid. (laughs) Excuse me. It's not giving you any type of, of uh, extras. Yeah. There's, it's not, it's definitely not, Helping your actual overall performance in your sport. Oh, like no. If anything is slowing like you down. <laughs> I mean, yes. Now, <clears throat> on the other side, the reason that it should be used, in my opinion, is like we just had Tony on. It's the recovery process. It's not, oh, I'm gonna give you this, I'm gonna give you a drug to to hide your pain or anything. No, they're giving them pain pills left and right anyway. They become addicted to pain pills. And then you got a worse problem in 10 years or less. Give them marijuana yeah, and CBD, yeah, CBD <laughs> THC. You know, it, it's the way of the world nowadays, right? 
It should I be mean, the way of the world. It's, it's coming the, around. It's the way of the medical world. I mean, the medical. Yeah, the that's what I'm talking. In, yeah. Yes, that's what. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's it's being decriminalized as far as you know, uh, medical and recreational. It's been lifted in a lot of states and all that. I don't care what you do out. You know, if I'm an owner, I don't really care to an extent of what you, if I'm in that realm, obviously I'm going to, I'm going to make sure you're not doing anything stupid. If you want to go smoke a joint or whatever, you go ahead and do that. If that's, if, if that keeps you honestly from taking 30 pills in 10 days, have had it. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, we're not, we're not medical doctors. We're not going to sit here and go into all the advantages that is a uh, numerous when it comes to the medicinal purposes of, the uh, little green leaf, but um, you know, I, I say this um, when they got out of the twenties and they took cocaine out of cough syrup, they don't prescribe you. Did you just see that comment? <laughs> Co yeah. They don't <laughs> subscribe you uh, cocaine for your joint pain. Right. <laughs> they don't, they don't say, Hey, here's a hypodermic needle and this cook down a heroin to uh, increase your appetite for your cancer. So I'll just put it out there like that. And that's a whole nother topic that we're not going to get into today, but we love all of you, high or not. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I'll give you that one, D. Hey, I tried. Hey, last one for the NBA, because I don't want to bog us down on that. Plus, we got the state coming up. Um... Zion is healthy, no minutes restriction. Good. About damn time. He's young. Why the hell does he need minute restrictions for? Because he was hurt and he's a $100 million investment. I want your knees right, buddy. I know this. <laughs> I know this. I was just joking. No, but that's another thing that they're talking about. Um, I don't know if you heard. I'm sure you did. That they're talking about they restricted uh, – um, you to sit out a game if it's a high profile game. If, if it's a primetime game, you're prime hit. You better play. You're playing unless you're <laughs> injured. Because we've always <laughs> went back to, and I'm sure Tony can attest to this where he's, he's watching at home. If you're hurt, is one thing. If you're injured, it's another. I can play hurt, I can't play injured. What was that the program? <laughs> Maybe. Was but that I, the movie the program? <laughs> I believe it was, yes. But I do I agree with that. I can play hurt. I can play with a ding on my shin. I can play with a you know a bruise here and there. I can't play with my leg half of it going sideways on me. Yeah. No, I can't do that. That's injured. That, my friends, is being injured. Every coach of every sport has used that quote since that movie came out. Yep. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. <laughs> All right. So um, 72 Dolphins, they're still popping bottles. Steelers lose to who we still say beforehand <laughs> was, the, uh, was the league's comeback player of the year to watch them football team. Mm -hmm. You got that's why we play the game. Look, this is funny. Okay. Monday, Dan and I had a really important meeting that we were getting to. And so I text him, all right, so we're going to do this meeting right in the middle 
of the Pittsburgh game. And he says, are you worried about the Washington football team? <laughs> All right. Yeah. So now 11 to one Steelers play Buffalo this weekend. <laughs> 11 to one Steelers play Buffalo this weekend. That meant I passed over from that conversation. You got me, buddy. No, I did. I caught you. <laughs> you got no, me. but no, really, honestly, what uh, what Alex Smith has been doing, it, it is good. It's great. Um, how can you deny? I, I got we got a you know Rodney. He was arguing with me. Okay, how Roethlisberger should get the comeback player of the year? Steelers, I Rodney. See, yes. I see and understand your point, Rod. But Ben Roethlisberger didn't almost have his leg amputated and die. And then come back and play football like he is. And win games. Yes. And starting and winning games. Yeah, you got to give it to that guy. I'm sorry for you being a fan. And Roethlisberger was out most of the season, if not all season last year. I can't really remember. Two games. Yeah, I was going to say almost all the season and come back and have a great season on his comeback year. It just so happens to be a man that almost died and came back and playing hey. really good. Any other season, Roethlisberger is, is hands down yeah. your, your comeback player. Uh, yeah. But this season, there a gentleman no- named Alex Smith and a half a leg. Yeah. <laughs> is there's, there's, comeback. No, there's no comparison. Um, this one, we're just going to mention it and not really talk too much about it. Cause really, and so, and then you'll say, well, why'd you put it down then? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and Clowney again, out for another season. Yep. Hey, what I say? Another injury. And, this, say? and, and you, it, it's, you're absolutely right. Cause we haven't heard shit from this man since that bowl game hit. Nope. Michigan, the game, the Michigan game. Where he hit that running back. Uh, Mike Hart, that, who is now the running back coach at IU. Who was it? Hart? Mike Hart. Okay. When he hit Hart to cough up that ball, and, and you know, that whole replay has been shown over and over and over. That's the peak of his career. Ever since then, he has never made it back to playing to anything towards that hype. And they hyped him up. Period. They hyped him up. Oh, he was, the next, in, in he was the next, uh, you know, <laughs> he was the next league. Yeah. And <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. You're not. You're the Ryan Leaf of defense. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that went deep, didn't it? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to retract that one because that one was going a little far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just All right, so more good news or bad news for you. Uh, and apparently the overpaid, uh, under, under, over, undervalued. <laughs> Carson Wentz is out. Philly. Taylor Hurts gets to start on Sunday. At this point, what does it really matter? I mean, you're either going to get one of them, one of the, one of the, the two hurt. Anyway, because our line sucks. Oh, so okay. you'll throw the black guy out there and get him hurt. <laughs> I, well, I'm not saying that, but boy, 
No, honestly, we still have a <laughs> shot at winning the damn division. That's what's so bad about it right now. So why not try to see if this guy can can do something? I mean, in ownership's mind, I see what they're doing. As far as what they gave him, oh, God, yeah. I found an iRacer that we raced with is an actual Eagles fan. We were talking it up the other night. I liked it. It was our first, first ever iRacer Eagle bonding moment, you know. Uh-huh. And anyway. I'm assuming it's Tegan. 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 Tegan, Tegan. Up, up in New Hampshire. Oh. Tegan. Is, is he a Patriots fan? Uh, no, he's an Eagles fan. Uh, wow, Damon. Why don't you listen yeah, to the content? I just said that. <laughs> anyway, do I agree with well, it? said New Hampshire. So. Do I agree with it? It is what it is. I mean, like I said, we still have a shot at actually winning the division and hosting a playoff game at five and nine, or, or I'm sorry, five, nine, and one. It's sad to say, but thank you, Tom Racker. Thank yeah, you. Yes, yes. Keep up. Tom. Hold on. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, we know he's not a Cowboys fan. He does. Well, we know he's not a Cowboys fan. Yeah, he's not a Cowboys fan. Um, it is what it is. Mo- play, play. Give us the eyebrow. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know, I mean, I'm I'm excited for the young kid to to see what he can do. Um, let's not forget that he was a very talented quarterback at two different, very highly talented uh programs with Alabama and Oklahoma. So um <clears throat> he has skill there at some point. So um I just didn't think he was ready just yet. But I mean, you're 14, 13 games in. I mean, you didn't play all those games, but you got, you know, got reps, you got understanding, you got knowledge. Um, so we'll see what he can do. Cause obviously, um, well, here's another, this ain't thing. it. Yeah. You know, well, here's the other thing. It doesn't look like the, the team is coming around Wentz like they supposedly did, you know, uh, three years ago before he got hurt. When you watch Jalen Hurts in there, the very few times that you do, Miles Sanders looks like he's running his ass off through that, through that line. Much more giddy up. I mean, it just seems like there's some more chemistry there now than what they're, you know, than what Carson Wentz has right now. So, if that's it, let's make the move, and or maybe this gets his head out of his ass. I don't know. Nah, I think he's too worried about the hunter. So he's done. I think his coach has lost him. I think his team has lost him. Um, it's all Jalen's time. Let's see what the kid can do. Let's go. Let's- well, let's you know see. I mean, you get the rest of the season and you get, you know, the the uh, the offseason. So it's just uh, and then we've just discussed that the NFL teams don't really uh, uh, guarantee contracts. So <laughs> who knows which might not get more money. Uh, but anyway, Never know. Um, this one, last one two go together. Very depressing. Um, if I was a Jets fan, I don't know how you can still be a Jets fan. I get it. I support a team that loses. <laughs> it happens. But what's going on over there, I can't support a staff and an organization that quits. Nope. And that's a, And there's a difference in taking and quitting. What they did over the weekend is quitting. 
And yep. I think all of their staff needs to be sued by their owner for allowing uh, this to happen. And uh, then I you agree. take this, then you take this defensive coordinator and you scapegoat him and yep. you fire him for a call that has to be approved. Now, I, I I don't know all the ins and outs of how the football calls and the head coaches work. Basketball do. I don't know, but I reasonable thinking, you know, um, the head coach is the head coach. So the head coach makes the final decisions. And we see that in the Michigan because Gaddis calls plays that you can obviously tell which was Harbaugh is overread and called himself. So you think you have those same opportunities in the NFL. So just in case this defensive coordinator did call the zero blitz play, the head coach has these on. Mm-hmm. He hears that call. Audible. You couldn't say, no, I don't think we're going to do that, Jim. <laughs> you want my opinion, and I gotta, I'm going to give it really quick, okay, mm-hmm. really quick because we got our spotlight games, all right? But here's my opinion on the Adam Gase relationship with the ownership of the New York Jets. It's called this. Watch, Damon. I'm going to demonstrate you what it's called. It's called Adam looks up, does this, and kind of reaches right about here. Okay? It's like a bottle. It can't reach the bottle. I don't know what's wrong with this bottle that he is trying. There, you, Now you caught it. There's something going on with Adam Gase that he still has a job. Hmm. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. All right. So um, there you have it. Talking. So we got our spotlight games coming up, but we have an announcement. We have an announcement. And Dan is going to put it up on screen. We have just partnered with some really great people. And we are doing some really great things. All right. Yep. You see it right up there. Uh, U.S. Girls Basketball uh, and and sponsored by uh, Indiana Girls Basketball or IGB Girls Basketball uh, are putting on a elite camp for the seventh, eighth, um, fifth, sixth, sixth seventh, and fifth grade um, girls for the elite uh, players of those ages uh, for later on this month. And what's really cool about it is your favorite guys, us, BW Sports 1, will be doing the broadcast of the training camp and also the games that will be played towards the end of the camp over on our YouTube channel. So, yes, we are branching out. We're going to be doing some game broadcasting And what a way to do it off with, you know, with a great organization who does great things for a a group that um, sometimes gets overlooked. And that's female ballers. So it's really awesome. And the really cool thing about this camp is, yes, it is all female training camp, but it's also ran and put on by all female trainers. So uh, by our good friend over at Natalie Moore's and IGB. So this is going to be a really good, cool thing. So actually, IGB doesn't have anything to do with this because Natalie is actually the president of USA Girls Basketball. 
Well, that is absolutely. I'm finding all kinds of stuff out after I messed it up this morning. Yeah, we all messed it up. You know what I mean? Because I'm a Philly. I I work well. I mean, I've known the IGB program for a while. So when I hear those guys, I automatically link it to them. But I know they are a sponsor of the event. So that's why we mentioned them to it. But yes, this is a USA girls basketball event. So this is the president. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, this ought to be absolutely outstanding. El Presidente. El uh, Madam Presidente. Madam Presidente. So awesome. So in the next two weeks, you guys are going to see a lot of stuff for them and us about that. And so those dates are the 28th and the 29th. They'll be doing those camps. And on our YouTube channel, we will be broadcasting the training and commentating the games. That's right, folks. Same thing we do every day, Pinky. Jumping into play-by-play, baby. And right before we hit the Spotlight Games of the Week, let's get a shout-out to Mr. Sean Nugent. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. Bam. Awesome. Before we move on, I just want to make sure everybody knows the FKA in my name stands for formerly known as. Oh, That's right. okay. I was wondering right. myself. That's right, folks. Formerly known as the ass. I'm thinking, I'm contemplating, I'm looking at different different <laughs> waves. I'm feeling different vibes, you know. I'm free falling, baby. And now, boys I and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's time for Sports <laughs> One's weekly spotlight games of the week. Weekly spotlight games of the week. <laughs> yep. You know we were how doing I so well. I throw something out. I know. I just we were doing so well. Yep. We both were doing so well. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, I even went through the I even went through the promos. I even went through commercials. And, <sighs> but anyway. <laughs> Exciting oh, week. Exciting regular. week. There you go. <laughs> All right. So um Sir, surprises of the week, players and teams. Well, who's your surprise? (laughs) I guess he doesn't want to say his first. Uh, My surprise player would be from the Lions would be Matthew Stafford. Now, does he go through the Patrick Mahomes issue? Is it Matthew or is it Matt? Which one does his mama call Uh, him? Oh, you know his mama calls him Matthew. (laughs) Ah, Matthew. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I would say uh, three touchdown performance back. and a comeback win over the brand, over the Bears. Hey, I'm glad I picked that game. You bet your ass I did. Yeah, money well, line. I, I don't know who to pick on either one of those. I picked the Lions, they lose. I picked the Bears, they lose. So what? I mean, next thing you do, you pick the Tigers, man. Lions, <laughs> oh Tigers, my. and Bears. Oh my! <laughs> hey, who you got, bro? 
Josh Allen, man, it's not it's not necessarily surprising that he's doing this good, but he's doing this good, guys. A lot of people were st- was down on him, and Josh Allen's a real quarterback. I'm sorry. He's going to be an elite quarterback in the NFL within the next two years. So watch out for him. Okay, Josh Allen, elite quarterback, next two years. You, uh, team, you want me to give me my team? I'll give you my team first. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland. Land. Did you see what they did to Tennessee? Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. Right? <laughs> Cleveland rocks. Look at them, though, man. They're sitting in, what, second in the division underneath you guys? Yeah, what, three games back? Uh, Two. I think they're nine and three. That's only two games now because you didn't win against Washington. Yeah, is it eight and three? Are they nine and three or eight and four? Nine and three? Uh, nine and three, I think. But anyway, regardless, they're creeping and they're going to probably make the playoffs. I mean, I told you three teams was coming out of the AFC North. There's only going to be two. Well, yeah, but I thought, but Baltimore still has a chance. There's only going to be yes, two. Which, Baltimore's which not going to be one of them. Which makes this interesting later on in the game, in the day. Uh, <laughs> I got, you know, my surprise team. You couldn't, I couldn't pick, pick one. I couldn't <laughs> pick one. I couldn't pick one. I had the Lions because you can't stink that bad and then turn around and look that good. But then the Bears stink too. So um, the Giants. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and the Patriots. Whoa. You put up 45 points and Cam Newton only throws for 69 yards. You're right. And did the other team, uh, who they played, the Chargers? Uh, Yes. Would they score? Nothing. 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 45 to What nothing. happened there? <laughs> nothing. Instead of giving them marijuana for the recovery, they gave those guys the Michael Irvin cocaine, man. Well, no, if they gave them the cocaine, they would have been enhanced. Well, that team was uh, it was way enhanced on Sunday. I mean, that was apparent. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm I'm not surprised by the Dolphins. Huh? If the Dolphins win this weekend, then I'll be surprised. This is my buddy Tagging. Yeah. Taking's my buddy. He's my Eagles buddy. Thank you, Tom Racker, for getting a good man over here. Bills are a problem <laughs> right now, and the Dolphins. Hold that thought, Tagan. You're about to hear something in just one minute about that. Uh-huh. Disappointment All right. player. Disappointment. Uh, my disappointment uh, right it's now. My disappointment. Is- This was oh, your disappointment? Yes. Our, yes. our disappointment is the same. Uh, yeah. Russell wow. Wilson. And this is like your third time he's been your disappointment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, he's my disappointment. I know, at least second. I know at least second. Yeah, because, you know, the Giants, bro, without Saquon, I know that could be a team game, but still you're the leader of that team and you are the offensive side of it. But you have one touchdown. One interception, one fumble, five sacks, and your QBR was 32. Why is his name still in the MVP? Pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah, why is his name in the MVP? They lost to an NFC East team. I'm an NFC East fan, but they lost to an NFC East team. Come on, man. Well, 
like the Steelers, no, that NFC East team was at the top of the division. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> yeah. Washington leads the division at five and eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, who you got? Well, we agreed on that. All right. Yep. Teams. Teams. Who's your Tennessee, disappointment? Tennessee wholeheartedly, man. They 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 just couldn't get anything done. I mean, I don't know what happened. They they had a hell of a game against the Colts. You know, they showed Derrick Henry was just rumbling, boys. And then you get a, I mean, you get a team in there that's good, but on paper and usual, looking at the team playing, you're a more physical, tougher, more athletic team than the Cleveland Browns, and Cleveland puts over 40 points on you. They doubled up your, they doubled up your score. Yeah, I had Cleveland being decent the whole from the beginning. I I believed in everybody but OBJ. Well, and I'm not saying they weren't decent, but you look at Tennessee's team, and Tennessee was supposed to be like the big pack. I mean, the full package. And you look at their team, it's like, damn, okay, they got this, they got this, they got this, they got this, and plop right on their face. Yeah. I don't know. Tennessee, I think, offensively is extremely inconsistent outside of Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I Tannehill agree. is good two games, and Tannehill is bad three games. I agree. Consistent is Derrick Henry, and that's why they lost in the playoffs last year, and that's why they're not going to advance far in the playoffs this year. Um, My disappointment is away from me now. I'm going to pull them back. Is the Cardinals? <laughs> I mean, and a disappointment to your fans, and a disappointment to me because I had you a lot better than what you're giving me. I picked you to win the division, and for a minute there, it looked like we had a good shot, bro. Three in a row, and you look bad in those three games. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, is the is the Kyler Murray uh, phenomenon being figured out, kind of like the Lamar Jackson when he's not playing against the Cowboys? You know, honestly, I can see, I can let's hope, honestly, for your stats and my stats as far as who we picked when the divisions and stuff, that this is a quote unquote mid season deal that I would rather lose three in a row now and then start rolling than I'd lose the last three of the season and either not make the playoffs or make the playoffs and be on that low, you know, that 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 low totem feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll go with it. I'll, I'll. If you want to ride with it, I'm gonna ride with you. If that's, what I don't know. Is. I don't know. I mean, they they didn't show me that they had. They don't quit. Uh, I, you know, they're not gonna quit like New York Jets do. But something was missing these past three weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, mm. uh, so who's up? Uh, now we got to last week's picks. Last week picks the best games were you had the Patriots and the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I had the Browns and the Titans. So actually both of those games were really good <laughs> for <Yeah>. somebody. <laughs> for one side. Yeah. The worst game you had Eagles and Packers, and I had Lions and Bears. Yours was actually oh a better game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they play better. I guess when you got two sorry teams, one of them has to look good. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least and, it was a close game. <laughs> right. And yours was the Eagles Packers. And you we're not going to let that. you. Yeah, I don't. I'm going to let you do. I'm not going to. You already know what. Next. Day Most intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> we already know what Dan's is going to say. Uh, We've caught that one. <laughs> mm. Um, all right, most so intriguing games. games. Most intriguing <laughs> games. Uh, we had Rams and Cardinals. Yeah. It was intriguing before the game. Yeah. The matchup on paper. Yep. You know, this was a division game. Uh, you know, all three of them were, were pecking to try to be that one in that division. And it looks like none of them really want it. No, they don't. <laughs> It's really no different than the NFC East. Nobody really wants to do anything there. But yeah. at least they have winning records over here. Well, yeah, you can say that. Barely. Barely. All right, so we get into this week's games. This uh, week, hold on. Yes. This is the Spotlight Games of the Week. Again. I didn't say weekly Spotlight Games of the Week. You did. Because no, it's a different section. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say um, weekly spotlight games of the week, though. I know. Yes. I know. I agree yeah. with you. I just said because this is a different segment, you had to say it differently. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best game, we tied again. And I completely agree this is going to be uh, the best game of the week. But there are a lot of – but the, actually, between the most intriguing and best game – there's probably like four games on this schedule this week that could go on both of those those uh, categories, sir. It could, it could. But since I put the since I put the first one in at best game, and you followed me, I guess we had to just split the other one because I put mine on first this week. <laughs> no, Steelers and Bills, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a slugfest. I think it's it's. It's going to be a low scoring game, I believe. I don't think it's going to be no, you know, 30 to 30, 31 game or something like that. I think it's going to be, um, you know, if honestly, if I could find an over under for less than or more than 48, I'd probably, I'd probably snag it. Snag it. I don't think they're going to get over 42. I'd, I'd like to think that I do. But what concerns me is Buffalo at times tends to disappear. We've seen True. it throughout their season. Sometimes their team tends to disappear on the defensive end. And you look at Roethlisberger throwing – Right. You think of Roethlisberger throwing the ball 51 times with that – he ain't throwing arsenal. it 51 times in six, yeah. in six days after playing that game. <laughs> I don't know. He the, the last two games. The last two games, he's thrown the ball fifty-one times each game. So, okay. and then the last six games, I think he's thrown the ball over forty times. So, with that math in your head, you tend to think that the advantage offensively would go to them. But I don't. I don't wearing down. I, I don't. I think it is. I don't think he's wearing down because it's game thirteen. And he threw the ball. 51 times and completed right. over 60% of his passes. Yeah. So, no, I don't think he's wearing down. What the what my concern is, and it's not the offense, my concern is is now the defense. But Dupree's out. Mm -hmm. uh, Devin Bush is out. 
So they have anybody to guard Stephon Diggs? Right. His replacement is out. Um, You know what I mean? So our Stephon Diggs is a wide receiver. Our cornerbacks are all there. Our cornerbacks are all healthy. But where we're struggling at is where we've struggled at over the last couple years is over the middle. Is over the middle. So, um, you know, with we still got Watt and you still got – Hayward in the middle, but we're but and to Stefan Toy, but you're missing Bud Dupree on that opposite end, which gives Watt more. So I'm more concerned about our defense with the budding offense of the Bills right now. So I do potentially see this could be a higher scoring game than most people give it credit for because it's cold and it's in Buffalo. Both of them like to throw the ball. So who knows what happens? Hmm. We'll see. Worst game, Damon. Oh, my God. Both of these games suck. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, the Cowboys and Bengals is who not who I picked. The who Saints picked. and the Eagles is who I picked. And it has nothing to do with the Eagles being terrible. It has something to do with the quarterbacks that are slotted for this game. Taysom Hill, Jalen Hurts. Hell, man, we might Don't actually win. expect to have – 50 passes thrown combined. We might even game. win a game. <laughs> Not going to go that far. <laughs> Just might. Just might. Cowboys and Bengals are going to be the worst game because either it's going to be a shit show from the start or it's going to become a shit show in the fourth quarter. I don't think Andy Dalton's the answer, obviously, but they're you know that's all they got right now. Or they could put that uh, – the, the once tight end, and I can't remember his name. Uh, Bengals, they don't have Joe. Big money Joe, man. He's not playing the rest of the year. Bengals have Mixon. Bengals have uh, Bernard, but Bengals can't get anything done, so that game's going to suck. Tremendously. Yes. I'm not going to watch neither one, but I'm going to watch both. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tegan. Tegan, are you still here? Yes, okay. All right, listen to this one. Our most intriguing games of the week. My most intriguing game is Chiefs at Dolphins, okay? A fan tagging said earlier, let's see, Bills are a problem right now and the Dolphins. I can't agree with you more. I've been on the Dolphins' side since day one. Damon, you can attest to that. I have said that the Dolphins are going to be a sneaky football team to beat this year because of having two of the top defensive backs in the game in the same defensive backfield. Throw on top the Tua Tug of Iola. Oh, I said it right. Tua Tug of Iola. Damn, I should have stopped there. First time I got it right, second time shouldn't have even happened. Dolphins are scary. Kansas City has to travel. I'm not saying Kansas City is bad by any means. Let's get real. They're they're awesome. However, I think you may be in for an upset in Miami. All right, my most intriguing game will be the Ravens and the Browns. That's all he's got. 
<laughs> no, that's all I got because you know I I I like the Dolphins. I like what the Dolphins are doing. Um, I like uh, Tua Tungavaloa. I think he's uh, um, one. He's a lefty, so I'm definitely going to be on his side. I think he has a tremendous upside. But let's not get things twisted. These are the defending national champs. This is the highest scoring team in the league, and they might have two of the best defensive backs, but they have three of the best offensive players in the game. Mm-hmm. So I like Kansas City because they have one person, and that person's name is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Mahomes. So, yeah, I mean, I still think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, the Dolphins is playing much better than I expected them to. Uh, but, you know, I don't think the South Beach lore affects uh, Mr. Mahomes and the do business Kansas City Chiefs. Why do you always got to shit on my picks? Am I, I shitting on yours? I don't. Oh, the Ravens and the, and the Browns, you just picked up because it's for the second place in your division. That has nothing to do with the second place in the division. I just think it's a really good game. The Browns are coming off a tremendous win. The, Braven, the Ravens are coming off a tremendous win. And you got two teams that has one goal, and neither one of them can reach the same goal. So I think it's going to be a great game. And there you have it, folks. He speaks. <laughs> I agree with you. It's going to be a great game. Go Browns. Now, I'm not going to say go for either one of them. No, you're not. <laughs> you better honestly be rooting for the – probably for the the Ravens in this one just because they're farther down in the division. I'm not worried about either one of them because neither one of them are, have the, the schedule to catch us. So I'm not worried about it. <laughs> All right. There you have it. And plus we've beaten both – we beat the Ravens twice, so that means nothing. Sure. And – if and we would hold the tiebreaker, and we would hold the tiebreaker with the Browns because that's the last game of the season. If we're already locked in, I can very well see us not even playing that game. Well, not playing the game, but playing not it, but playing not the playing. game. I get right? You. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I get you. I wouldn't be all worried. Right. I'm not worried at all. I'm more worried about. Well, I was worried about Indianapolis, but I'm not now either. <laughs> no. Nope. I know more. Damon, do we have a, a one thought for the evening? The one thought for the evening is be true to yourself because no one can be true to you but you. I'm so touching. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. I have nothing for straight from the ass because that was so damn good. That's how we roll. I'm done for the night. I can't do anymore. We are powered by First Financial Bank, Rockstar Realty, my bookie, Driving for Dyslexia, and Elite Performance. That's right, baby. The family is growing. Come along and join the, the journey and the ride with us. Info.bwsports1 at gmail.com. There she is. I thought she was going to miss the pupil. The pupil girl. Hey, while we're waiting for the pupil girl, everybody, don't forget to check out our brothers on Sunday um, early afternoon at 11 11 o'clock for Checkers and Wreckers. And don't forget. 
And don't forget that's still morning. And don't forget to check that's out still morning. Um, Bet Your Ass with our good buddy Rafael Esposer on Monday on 7:30s. Kicking it with super kicking it with Steven on Saturdays. And yours and Dan's ours truly on Wednesday night live. Stay tuned for new shows. And Tuesday night, seven o'clock, Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Redraft Show is on the BW Sports One Network. <laughs> I think we're going to be visiting them next week. Oh, I think we are. I you might want to check that out. Next All Tuesday, right. 7 p.m., Dynasty Bros. We're going to be invading the fantasy world with our jazz hands. All right. Thank you guys I for joining us. Where's the Pew Pew girl? We can't keep, right keep stalling. There she is. Oh, she's got the specs on. She's got the specs on. She's trying to Harry Potter her way into the famous books. And as always, Damon, tell them what do we do? Hocus Pocus. I can't come up with nothing. We keep Andy Sporty. Wow. <laughs> he said it. I don't do Harry Potter. I'm a grown-ass man. <laughs> But what do we do, Damon? Because she didn't we hear you. Andy Sporty. There you go. <laughs> With the magic wand. <laughs>